welcome, welcome all to episode number 12 of the SMB podcast, where we are discussing all things related to the security, maturity, and best practices for your small or medium business, what we like to call the SMB for your SMB. I'm your co-host, Mark Gibson, alongside my friend and business partner, Mike Almeida. Mike, how are things for you today? I'm doing well. It's getting a little colder, but I'm doing well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Turning the weather is not bad from where I sit. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the 98 degree summers. Uh, I'm, my, my body is much more built for uh, cooler weather. <laughs> there you go, man. So, uh, so listen, today's uh, discussion topic, we're going to talk a bit about uh, security awareness training. Um, you know, I think, uh, something that, that gets overlooked a lot, um, the success or failure of, uh, a company's information, information security. I think it rests largely with the team that's handling the information. And, uh, you know, it's interesting that people are simultaneously your first and best line of def defense, uh, but they're also the weakest link in the chain of your information security. So they, they kind of are able to play both those roles at the same time. And um, so, you know, we want to talk a little bit today about how do you address that? Because I think most information security professionals would tell you that the biggest exposure or threat to your information security is your users um, and not, you know, not anything about their users. That's just part of being a human being. I think if you take a poll and you ask the standard person, uh, who's responsible for information security at your company? They'll probably say, oh, that's IT. <laughs> that's Bingo. probably the standard standard answer right there. Yeah. It's always associated with being this technical solution, right? Yeah. And truly, there are technical considerations. But really, if you look at security in general, it's people's decisions and behaviors that really impact security in organizations. And they don't recognize, we don't recognize that people have a much stronger influence, not only in the security of your of your company, but but really on the data that you are sworn to protect, you know, your customers, your clients, yourselves, everybody. And there, let's be honest, there's going to be some level of technical configuration and protection that has to be built in, right? There's going to be a dedicated path for users to go and, and access their data. It's, the gate, the, the, it's yeah. the gate in the castle wall, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. But if you but think about it, what's the easiest way to gain unauthorized access? Now, it's not punching through a firewall. It's not brute forcing. It's finding a way to compromise a legitimate account. And once you compromise a legitimate account, you can essentially go around undetected, right? That's why our, our military is so well and the best in the world, because they're experts at going behind enemy lines and moving around undetected, getting in and getting out. And that's exactly what adversaries are going to look to do in your organization. Yeah, and I think um, when you, you talk about that, well, I'm sorry, you just opened up my, my mind to a whole nother call uh, or, or podcast episode there, you know, around talking about monitoring and, and understanding, you know, even when a compromised account is moving around, it should still be detected if those are for unauthorized or unexpected <laughs> behaviors, but that's a, you know, a whole nother thing. Right. So, but when you look at the, you know, this security awareness training piece, right. Every, um, compliance or security framework that's published, they all have some, uh, component as part of their framework that says, hey, you need to be working with your um, users for security awareness training, uh, that you need to have a, a regular routine process for making sure they're staying up to date. And so um, it's a big, broad requirement, though, right? 
what what does security awareness training include? What does that mean? What does it look like? You know, and, yeah. and there's, you know, lots of different ways it can be handled, but largely it's it's you know trying to, you know, disseminate information to your users as a whole around you know, a common set of topics uh, and help them to be better informed and better stewards of the data that you're working with. And so I think first and foremost, for me, the, the you know, the experience that I uh, see, have and see with working with clients is that the, the number one thing that happens in security awareness training, the content there is to really change your team's perspective about uh, how they look at information security and what their role in it is. You know, like you just mentioned, uh, you know, most people assume that it's IT's role or it's, you know, some CIO or CEO or, you know, whatever the size of your business is. That... Change the stinking thinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I, yeah. Understand that, you know, listen, if you access data, you have a role in protecting it. It's just, that's what it is. Um, you know, I think it's, you know, it's a foregone conclusion for most people, or, or it's a, uh, it's accepted much more commonly from a physical security perspective, right? Hey, I'm the guy who's opening the bank or closing the bank. It's my responsibility to make sure all the assets are in the safe and it's closed or in the vault or whatever, you know, or, mm -hmm. hey, we locked the door behind us or, hey, I for turned on the alarm system or I didn't leave something out on the counter, you know, whatever those things might be. But the digital equivalent of that in information security hasn't quite been connected in the same way to say that, hey, you as a user need to understand what it means to use this data and how to protect it, and, you know, at, at a somewhat basic level. At the end of the day, it all works in partnership. It's not like right. you as the individual user have to understand every, you know, you don't have to be an information security expert to utilize the data. Right. So I think that's that's one piece. Um, and then, you know, a couple other things. Uh, one's discussion of common threats and attack methods. I mean, there's any number of um, methods that have been around forever and they're pretty easy to um, put some material around and, and, you know, educate users on that. But there's also a number of other threats and methods that are just emerging consistently. And so you've got to have a mechanism within your organization to identify those, particularly if they fall within your business's threat profile and be able to put those out to your team, uh, you know, as the first line. Uh, and then, you know, part of it is, how do they recognize possible compromises? Uh, many of your compromises start as um, little oddities or you see small things, right? right. That, that the users yep. who are interacting with the data regularly go, oh, that looks weird. My screen yeah. changed or, you know, whatever. Uh, and so how do they know which ones of those are, are potential um, compromises? And then, you know, last but not least um, is internal policies. As an organization, how do you, um, you know, once you've identified the possibility of this odd thing happening, who do you inform? Uh, how do you respond to it? Is that something that you send to the help desk? Is it, you know, who do you tap on the shoulder and say, hey, listen, I might have a problem. Um, you know, and also, you know, this is really where governance comes into play in your information security program, right? It's going to help you right. define those actions, but it's also going to help you define what's expected so you know what falls outside of the box and is unexpected. And in many conversations, as important as security awareness training is, it's not something we come through the door in when we work with a new client, because at the end of the day, there's the macro environment that is, yeah, these are the things that are happening. 
but it's really not going to be that helpful to go through uh, a security awareness training without understanding, okay, what does that mean to your business? How do we map it to your behaviors, your roles, your, you know, uh, your uh, org chart, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, and so it takes a little bit of time to, for, you know, people to learn that about their own business in this lens and then be able to put those policies to place to say, okay, Hey, here's what we want to be able to do with this. Right. Cause you got to balance it with, you know, the day to day. That's right. And you know, all this stuff that you just said, Mark is incredible because this really is, you have a very robust program, uh, security awareness training program. You're going to do very well in your company, but there's one thing, and I'm going to speak to all my small and medium business owners. Hear me. If information security is not cultural in your company, you will fail. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If securing data is not important to you and to your leaders, it's not important to the team, to the individual walking in that's signing an agreement to work for you, there is no level of technology that will keep your data safe. Because if you remember what we said in the beginning, it comes down to people. And if people don't take it seriously, they're not, it's not ingrained in their mind and their culture, part of their fabric, part of their stinking thinking. If they don't change that, I don't care what you put in. You could put the world-class best, biggest firewall in there. You could have the most secure, robust technology. It won't matter because all it takes is one person to sabotage that whole entire thing for your company. And I'll tell you, once, once a seasoned professional cyber criminal is in your network and knows how to navigate and knows what's important and what's not it's a done deal it's no, no nothing else around that right, right. yeah <laughs> absolutely well and um you know mike there's a couple of um we'll call them tips i guess or or just you know there are two things about your data that i think you know when we're talking about behaviors and, and decisions that if if you make these changes within your organization, it's probably the the most likely thing to change the threat level to your data. Uh, and the first thing that I would say about that is don't push your data around. And what I mean by that is, you know, everybody has a place where their data is stored. It's, you know, on your local PC, it's on a shared drive, it's in one, in one drive or some, you know, hosted cloud piece or whatnot. Uh, and it's very common that um, people take that data and they say, I'm going to take a copy of this and I'm going to email it. I'm going to send it over to Mike. I'm going to send it over to somebody outside the organization. I'm going to, do, you know, just email. It's very convenient uh, and it's easy to use. And it's also very not secure. Um, <laughs> by definition, the security of uh, any data is weaker when it's in motion than it is when it's um, static. And so it, it's a real behavioral change around uh, organizations to be able to say, hey, you know, whenever possible, we're not going to send data. We are going to provide access to data, which is, you know, a, a different um, piece. So, it, you know, another way to look at it is instead of me having the data go to the user, I'm going to have the user come to the data. And, you know, if you do that, you know, you take that data and you provide a link to it or you, um, you know, or excuse me, you provide a link for that access, you maintain control over that information. You know who's got access to it. 
You don't have to worry about it being intercepted. You don't have to worry about it being encrypted. You don't have to worry about what might happen with that copy of the data after it's outside of your organization and control. Um, and so it's just, a, it, it takes a little bit of work to, to train yourself into to new behaviors around that, but it is a very critical component of, um, you know, making your data safer. Um, and so I think that ties right into kind of what we're talking about the behaviors piece. And that, that second point is really, um, <laughs> the last six or nine months or so as I've really been talking more about this with, with clients, just getting them to, to think about it a slightly different way. It's been amazing. They've been coming to me with thoughts that, you know, maybe I didn't know, uh, <laughs> the in, ins and outs of some small piece of data or whatever, but now they are thinking about it in those ways. And that's really what you're trying to do is just to change the way your users view the data and, and how they're you know, responsible for doing that work day to day. And so, um, if you can move away from email as your primary transfer method, um, you know, or your primary uh, storage, you know, so that you are putting it in a safe place, or if you are using like a, you know, a Dropbox or uh, shared storage or whatnot for to have people upload to you instead of having them send it by email, those are more secure methods of data transfer. And, uh, you know, some of that stuff might, uh, excuse me, might require a change in your workflow, but it's going to be well worth it in terms of right. um, maintaining the protection of your data. So. Absolutely. No, it's funny, and I'll, I'll say this, Mark, because I know Mark actually just gave a presentation to one of our clients about this very topic, and it was uh, I think it was taken a very, very welcoming because uh, you'd be surprised how it opens up the eyes of some people when they don't think about technology that was created for one thing that, unfortunately, today can be used for multiple purposes other than what it was initially created for that can, to your point, create weaknesses in your environment. And as I, as I, as I think about closing facts here or something that really resonates with me at the end of the day, I said this before, I'll say it again. Everyone has a role in security awareness, everyone in the organization. And to me as a business owner, it's non-negotiable. If you're going to work in a business, it has to be part of the fabric and DNA of your culture. If you want to do business successfully. Yeah, I think, um, it's it's making the shift to think of information as an asset, right? No business owner doesn't want to protect their assets, but it's mm -hmm. it's really everybody understanding that that again, information is an asset that needs to be protected like any other. And you know, unsurprisingly, um, you know, security often comes down to people and process. Uh, that's true in physical security as well as um, you know, electronic and digital security. Uh, just make sure you know your team understands that they have a role in the sec in security of the assets, and and just make sure that they know what it is. Um, you know, there's one if <laughs> information security probably boils down to one word: hygiene. And I know that's not something that people really think of it that way, but it's again, this is where the process piece comes in: repetitive um, behaviors and repetitive actions making sure you clean up after yourself from an account perspective and a protection perspective and so on and so forth. And, and those are usually where uh, organizations get off track because, Hey, we're too busy or we don't have enough time or, or whatnot. And that's the, that's the gap in the protection that hackers usually will take uh, advantage of and move through there. So as you mentioned at the beginning, it's not, you know, Hey, we cracked the firewall 
um, you know, or some technological uh, gap that they took advantage of, it's it's almost exclusively going to be, uh, you know, uh, excuse me, small business users. Um, That's right. That uh, you know, just unintentionally have left the door open. Human error creates a big problem for businesses. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> Well, awesome. Well, Mark, thanks again for a, a great episode. Again, to all of our listeners, thanks for listening to the SMB podcast. Again, co-hosted by myself, Mike Almeida, and my business partner, Mark Gibson. So if we've been able to provide any value to you at all today, or you just like hearing our voices, definitely share this with a friend, with a coworker, with your network. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and tune in for our next episode. Have a great day. Thanks.